Welcome back to the damn good marketing podcast. Today we discuss our favorite topic. Subha and I started working on content exactly at that point in time when content was becoming a thing around the world and in India. And one of the most common questions we always get asked is this: How do I make my content go viral? Today we are going to answer that question as precisely and as honestly as possible. Hi Subha. Hi Hasita. You're right. This is one of our favorite topics. Always content and add to it the craziness of trying to make it go viral. It's like an epidemic or a pandemic. I won't <laughs> judge you. Typically, uh, I've seen that it there's a higher ask for it as soon as they've seen something really take off, and there's this bit of FOMO that how can I make that happen for my brand or my company. Off late, I've really been wondering what what's all the fuss about? Why just <laughs> put good content out there? But I think it deserves a bit of a deep dive, so let's try that. And the first thing that comes to mind is this whole series that Cred has been doing. I mean, you can't watch a match on TV or any show without one of those. In my opinion, honestly, bizarre ads from Cred. <laughs> And just when I thought, like, okay, this is getting crazy, they got Rahul Dravid, and suddenly you start questioning yourself. I mean, if this guy is doing a cred ad, there must be something to it. And on top of that, Deepika gets a bit of FOMO, and then she starts talking about it in, you know, in indirect ways on her social media. So slowly you realize, okay, there is something to all of this, and everybody is talking about. Dravid and Indra Nagar ka Gunda and Deepika and then you wonder, are they still talking about cred though? <laughs> so what I'm hearing from you, Subha, is that you started paying attention to those ads when Rahul Dravid featured on them. <laughs> Guilty. Can't blame you. So yeah, um, I think cred is probably the one example of brands really going viral that we can think of in recent memory. uh yeah two three things come to mind in that context right one is the timing itself uh it's no accident that a dravid or a kapil dev uh featured in those ads at that point in time because there were cricket matches happening the ipl was ongoing at that time so timing i feel like it is a very critical component of virality uh you can't do the right thing at the wrong time and hope that it still catches you know public imagination uh what i also want to ask you uh, in this context subha is you said something about is this even cred anymore do you want to elaborate a bit more on what you meant so um, you know i remember like uh, that when cred actually came out and i'm one of those you know who jumps into trying any new app on the store yeah and i downloaded it and it uh, kind of did its thing and then it finally said give me access to your gmail because i want to see when your credit card statement comes and i want to be able to read it and then i thought <laughs> hey no way this is happening because there's a lot more happening in my gmail and i just deleted the app so mm-hmm. no matter what happens or what cred does now you know you can have deepika dancing and rahul dancing but i am not going to give away what i feel is a privacy encroachment so for me the cred story is kind of done hmm, it, hmm, but i get it that while i was an early adopter this would probably make hundreds and thousands more download the app and then kind of the funnel while it does funnel down 
you will be left with a significant number who maybe don't realize you know that there are privacy concerns or are okay with it for the convenience whatever and so maybe they reach a number that they could otherwise really not hope to reach with even a you know a front page times of india ad for example exactly exactly so what they are doing is in a way widening the funnel uh with the knowledge that there will be people with you know say for example you had privacy concerns somebody else might have a different concern but concerns are universal especially when it comes to fintech and payment related apps so the moment you widen the net of how many people enter at the top uh you also subsequently increase the number of people who convert and become users now for an app like cred it's not enough for it to be downloaded right that's not a conversion it has to be used on a regular basis people have to transact within the app on a regular basis mm-hmm. so whether you you know exchange your cred coins to buy something uh, whether you actually pay your bills through cred so in a way it's like a the cash flow has to move through the app so the more the number of people you have the greater the amount of cash reserves you have access to so that's i think exactly what cred was going for uh if not virality then definitely a lot of visibility and what better way to kind of present it in a slightly more positive light than to call back all all of those people that we consider iconic right and at least that grabs your attention true true and i think uh, maybe they did kind of react to a bit of the feedback and they brought in somebody who is inherently trustworthy so mm. uh, maybe that also uh, added to you know the widening of the funnel that you say another uh, thought that comes to mind and you know we'll come back to because i do have more questions around software like this and apps and uh, sure. you know services which are more kind of b2c and b2b but uh, inherently software there is also products that folks are trying to sell right be very very uh, consumer facing products be it toys or beverages or you know apparel etc yeah and similarly let's say someone like a paper boat uh, those cartoons go viral right yeah I mean, yeah, th- yeah. Th- they are they're really really uh, captivating and engaging you see you know those uh, images of train journeys and uh, all from our childhood really really nostalgic stuff and everybody loves to share it because you want to say hey have you also seen this don't you also remember when we used to take a train ride in the summer and fight for the upper berth or get down between stops and so they really really play well on that and again you end up wondering do how many of these folks go and buy that you know paper boat jamun drink or am panna does it convert yeah But i'm slowly getting the picture that it's a lot more about awareness when mm-hmm. you think of viral content so there are actually two things here uh number one as we said earlier is obviously the relevance and the timeliness of content but in this context what you are uh, bringing out i feel is two things one is uh what does that virality really mean to me is it really translating into more sales is it really uh, contributing to my bottom line in a way and also the second thing is how well do i know my brand to be able to pull off something like like tomorrow if a paper boat turned around and uh, got on the meme wagon or uh, did a wordle challenge i think we would all find it very strange because we don't associate a paper boat with that at all right it's drinks and memories and uh, not necessarily moment marketing so what paper boat has done or brands like that have managed to really do is to understand their brand so well 
and to be able to stick with that for so long that they become in a way the governing authority on nostalgia so that is actually i would say the second ingredient to any kind of virality if that's the hope uh, not advocating for it guys but just if that's the direction that you want to head in then be really really sure of what your brand really stands for now what does it mean because an fmcg product uh, especially something like paperboard is an impulse purchase you're thirsty you walk into a supermarket you'll probably buy it uh, if it's available in the airports movie theaters you'll buy it so in a way putting it on the racks is what is going to make the sale right but what their content is doing in a way is reinforcing a little bit of that emotional memory of an amras it's not mango juice it's amras right it's not uh, you know buttermilk it's lassi so in doing that in a way they have recalled that memory component so when you see it on the shelf the connection is immediate yeah i think the hope is that it becomes a category right where you are one day saying get me a paper boat instead of saying get me you know the amras or the mango drink uh, hopefully although that would also be a secondary purpose in my mind because uh, you cannot compete in the drinks category especially india is a tropical country and people's preferences change every summer right tomorrow something healthy comes along uh, i think we are all riding the kombucha wave right now <laughs> so tomorrow it might be something else the day after it could be a third thing but the fact is that you have to compete it's a shark like market and one way to be remembered is to talk about memories themselves i am willing to sponsor a competitor to kombucha please <laughs> away from me oh god well i'll have to disagree with you on that <laughs> interesting interesting uh, you know something uh, else that you said caught my attention because i kind of thought they were all in the same you mentioned you know folks who jump onto the wordle bandwagon and i mm. thought that's also a form of trying to go viral but i i guess it's not right you said uh, it's moment marketing exactly so uh, things like wordle dalgona coffee mm. right we don't really understand the mechanics of why they go viral at that point in time uh, see for example it's it would have been very easy for a dalgona coffee to have gone viral at any point in time but the fact is that when we were all at home and we had nothing better to do is when we start whipping started whipping our coffee right so any other point in time it may not have found the same kind of resonance now wordle again what are we really showing people when we play wordle when we tag people on it in a way it's a way to connect with people around the world which i think is a huge need for all of us at this point in time mm. so just because these things have gone viral does that mean that every brand has to start whipping their coffee has to start creating words that have absolutely no relevance to their brand i don't think so however for the brands that do it smartly and that again going back to our second point about remembering who you are uh if you can pull that off still then by all means you should go ahead and do it see because at the end of the day i don't want to be preached to i don't want a company telling me how i should be behaving right so and when it comes to trends like this it can go either way no i get it because i think let's say a swiggy or a zomato doing an insta post which has wordle Uh, look and feel to it you you don't mind it you say okay you know they are this is current i'm seeing very current content it's a reminder that they are also this is not uh, old stuff being rehashed and they know what's going on around them 
But at the same time, when I see the WHO doing a play on Wordle, I'm thinking, really, guys, I mean, what are you trying to show here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Too often, we, we don't spend enough time in the shoes of our consumers. That's the problem. Yeah. yeah. And also, just going back to the Swiggy Zomato example of, you know, I mean, by all means, they can post as many Wordle challenges as they like. But the fact is that their conversions are still happening because they do ads at lunchtime. Oh. Right. You've seen Zomato's uh, steaming piles of chicken. And honestly, as a vegetarian myself, I've been tempted to order something <laughs> at that point in time. So I think, yeah, basically just separating the conversion from the perceived uplift in brand recall. And the moment you see viral content for what it is, the fact that, you know, people have very short memory spans, they will forget at some point in time. You don't then set yourself the unrealistic objective of saying, okay, the moment this goes viral, I will suddenly have these many people who are in love with my product itself. And, you know, we said we'll come back to the software bit. There yeah. is the aspect of your product itself being suited to kind of spreading so fast or spreading so quickly, right? And we've seen that uh, in quite a few technology space uh, apps, especially during the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Much like Zoom, Slack, all these are in a way they really took off after the pandemic, even though they had been in use for quite some time. No, I'm wondering like, so these guys don't really have to spend that much time thinking about expanding the funnel and doing viral stuff because the nature of the product is such that if I can get one person then for that one person to get onto a Zoom call, they will anyway, themselves will spread Zoom it to four other people. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know? Much like our famous viruses. So <laughs> uh, in that case, the virality in a way is built into the product itself. And that's a consequence of the simplicity of its use. Uh, so there are several B2B tools, you know, things like Salesforce, even HubSpot for that matter, that you can't really buy today, implement tomorrow without somebody knowing how to operate it, right? But then if you take a Slack, if you take a Zoom, uh, they are so easy to use. It becomes very, very simple. Like I can tell my grandma to download the Zoom app and she'll know exactly what to do and she'll click on a link and we'll be, uh, you know, on video call with each other. Likewise, a Slack, again, is a slightly different example because unless every employee in a workplace is on Slack, it doesn't really make a difference. And therefore, in a way, they have engineered their growth in tandem with the growth of the company itself. Today, use it for five people, it's still free. But tomorrow, the moment you have 10, you have 15, you want an X amount of storage, it becomes a paid plan. So at that point in time, you don't have a choice because everyone's used to this product, right? So they don't really need to put out a lot of content in order to make their sales. Got it, got it. And now I'm going to jump back to, I guess, my favorite persona or person. Okay. Which is the uh, small business owner end of the day, uh, yeah. small, medium, but basically someone um, not big enough to have huge marketing budgets uh, and huge spend ability. Yeah. So should we in any way or form or is there a, a smart way to focus on making your content go viral? And I think the fundamental question coming back to should we even try it? Hmm, that's a very interesting question. And I think uh, one of the things that we don't talk about in any conversation about virality is the initial days of the campaign or rather the initial touch points in a campaign. Uh, 
right? Even for you and me to have seen a cred campaign, uh, and I'm going to set aside the you know um, platform level advertising and the TV advertising because that's a whole different topic in itself. And uh, I mean, once you shoot it to a million people, obviously it will be seen yeah. by some of them. But if we just talk about how a campaign like this was discovered on social media, so. brands usually identify an initial set of influencers who can put out content about this so while a deepika may have been a happy accident uh, i'm sure cred had paid at least 10 15 people to share that content and secondly it's not a it's not an accident that they chose uh, you know tanmay bhat and company to write these ads right because they themselves have a certain clout because they are creators in their own right and great content by the way so the moment an ad like this is put out from some of these guys it's already being exposed to an xyz number of people so coming back to your question what can a small business owner do obviously you can't spend on influencers you can't you know rope in four celebrities every time you have a campaign but even the simple act of sharing it with your friends and saying hey go hit a like on this hey go share it on your networks identifying people in our network who already have a certain clout say i may be connected to 100 people but my friend might be connected to a thousand yeah. and if i feel like that thousand audience is somebody who might be interested in what i have to say then i'm going to reach out to 10 such friends and ask them to share it further so before it can be picked up by the world at large a certain amount of network effect has to come into play and this is true of all campaigns we don't see it because by the time something goes viral we are on the receiving end of it but everybody does this in fact there's a company in the united states called the dollar shave club one of the earliest direct to consumer brands um, that we speak about they made a very simple uh, very on brand video and then they put a lot of pr muscle behind it so whatever budget they had in a way they put news articles in four or five papers saying here's a campaign they reached out to four or five influencers saying hey please you know promote this and we'll give you a percentage of every sale that's made from your account uh, things like that are very much still in place so it's not an organic process at all i guess uh, you know at the end of it you're not really wasting energy or putting a lot of effort into saying oh i have to crack that one big thing but there are a lot of small ways in which your content your brand your product could really reach larger numbers and maybe in a small business it's more about reaching the right kind of larger numbers absolutely right? absolutely and also about having a certain amount of faith i know this is a bit of an unpopular opinion but I'm, what the hell it's our podcast so i'm going to go ahead and voice it uh we have to believe and i think subha we saw this yesterday with one of the campaigns we did for raincraft uh i cannot talk about or rather i cannot not talk about war when there is a war happening out there the moment i talk about it and if i talk about it with a certain amount of faith and integrity uh it is going to resonate with people so i have to believe that that's going to happen and i have to make an x amount of effort in that direction and do it consistently over a period of time uh, without really stopping along the way no that's true i think end of the day being topical for most of us for most brands is important yeah. i think uh, you know you can't expect to really hit or strike a chord you know with stuff which is just very much uh, about just you and your brand it has to be something that a lot of people can relate to in some way and and i think that's really what happened 
with the newsletter we sent out yesterday it it just really struck a chord and i received so many responses back because we yes we touched upon what's happening in the world around us and we also gave them a few things that would be useful in that context in terms of managing self people your work so you you do have to really really keep your audience in mind especially when you don't you know your resources are limited exactly exactly and now it's time for the much awaited topic al whose topic al go check out on our website and you'll find out let's go subha i'm going to ask you about a few things that we have cancelled they went viral we may or may not have forgotten about them and you have to take a guess as to what i'm talking about or who i'm talking about okay let me give it a shot so the first thing we have is a snack item that was dismissed for supposedly having plastic in it ooh ooh okay this one i know because uh, i had to tell yes. my kids not to buy it uh, it's it's kurkure right yeah it is it is so we haven't actually forgotten <laughs> Yeah, Too this is my the brand though that we haven't forgotten. Tell me about it. <laughs> the next one we have is a little tricky, I think. Uh, a milk brand that claimed it was better than mother's milk. Ooh. Okay. So I remember the the hype around this. I remember mm-hmm. everything but the brand. So, I'm just going to Lucky brand. <laughs> so I'm just going to just say Nestle. Oh god, you're right. <laughs> I got lucky honestly like I was yeah. thinking it's in the space of you know Cerelac and all that kind of stuff. Yeah yeah it was Nestle it was very unfortunate that you finally remembered so. <laughs> <laughs> okay the third one this is actually very easy. Uh, a celebrity who forgot the name of the president of India. Oh poor girl I mean she's still paying the price for it Alia. Yeah but truth be told she took it very well and she turned it around and the Correct. AIB video that came out of it was hilarious yeah. and that was a interesting uh, offshoot of the whole thing right it kind of became something that she associated herself with and and took it really sportingly yeah yeah she owned it completely and massive respect for her for doing that Correct. not easy so the next one is um, i don't know i mean it, it it can go either way but i'll i'll ask you a famous author now infamous for their racist views are you thinking jk rowling yeah and i'm also heartbroken yeah like But my, my teenager the next day she took the entire set off her shelf and put it away oh wow wow i mean cuz cuz the issue was so deep uh, yeah, it took yeah. me quite a bit of time to f- understand what she said and what she meant but yeah it it hit hard but also you've raised a good kid <laughs> and then the last one uh, a brand campaign that went viral for all the wrong reasons there are so many yeah <laughs> <laughs> open ended for my uh, short term memory issues <laughs> pick one i mean anyone <laughs> a brand campaign that went went viral for all the wrong reasons oh okay you know what we did all of this and we forgot mr big on his peloton Yep. Right? Who was Peloton? Yeah. <laughs> really killed Peloton. It killed him. I mean, sorry for the pun, but it killed <laughs> Mr. Big and it and it really thrashed the stock. And oh gosh, yeah. yeah and and yeah. I heard that uh, they were just recovering from it and another show Billions had a key character 
having a heart attack killed off it. on a peloton no oh, but geez. but luckily he survives oh he survives okay <laughs> that's a relief <laughs> maybe they paid to make sure he survives he survives yeah yeah even crockpot i remember the ah. huge furor after this is as where jack dies because the house catches fire because of a crockpot and somehow people blame the poor crockpot so, yeah some do yeah <laughs> Also, apparently, when uh, we were putting down the notes for this, we noted Tanishk. Tanishk was the oh, very specific right. answer to this question. So yeah, I mean, it just goes to show that I mean, virality, even a brand for that matter. I love this quote. In fact, that says that your brand is not your own. It's you know the perception that you create in individuals' minds. Uh, so, and the same is true for virality as well, right? The moment it goes to that level and it achieves that critical mass, it can go either way. it's completely out of our control at that point correct and i think titans a good example of lot of things have gone well for them and then a few haven't so it's been Absolutely. a mixed bag true so that brings us to the end of topic al guys that was fun and i i'm quite happy that uh, i was able to pull these out of my hat because yes. really my memory doesn't serve me too well so that that was nice that was a good boost So let's um, kind of wrap this up for me and for our listeners. What are we yeah. finally saying? Like you know, do we focus on content? And re- I mean, focus means like really put a lot of money and effort into making it go viral. Should we or shouldn't we? Hmm. The TLDR answer is you should. Uh, you should absolutely put because content creation, I think, is one half of the equation. Distribution is equally important. uh and you should within whatever means are available within whatever budgets uh allow you to do take it to as many of the right people as possible uh we live in an extremely noisy world i don't think we have to say it specifically we all know it uh and the only way to really stand out and to be remembered even to a certain extent is to take it to the right people now does that translate to virality for you is a decision that each brand has to take in their own individual capacity uh and at the same time sometimes you can go viral in good ways uh because the world is a nice place at the end of the day such as what happened we know with freshworks with id during the pandemic i think their ceos really put themselves out there and uh, it was a very heartwarming feeling to see that but outside of that also be very mindful of the relevance of it don't just jump on something because it makes sense in the moment uh be a little more conscious about what you stand for and whether this is something that you want to endorse and timing i mean is everything when it comes to virality you can put in all the right efforts and still have something fall flat simply because the world was yeah. busy doing something else true yeah sounds good i think uh, i hear you and it and it's making sense that finally just focus on really good content uh, keeping your audience or you, you know whom you want kind of queuing up outside your door keep them in mind And fine if it goes viral hey your lucky day go buy a lottery ticket but otherwise <laughs> just just focus on really good content Absolutely thank you so much for tuning into this episode about content and how to go viral and whether you should even go viral at the end of the day are you thinking about that as well do take a look at the show notes in case there was certain examples that weren't very re- relevant to you we've tried to cover them in the show notes and we hope to see you when the next episode goes live meanwhile do hit subscribe and please please share it with your network and if you have feedback our linkedin profiles are in the show notes as well and you can reach out to us thank you so much bye guys make this episode go viral
Thank you.